0: Salvation yes, that Jesus purchased uh, when he rose from the, from the, the grave. Bless the teachers so that teaching can be easy because this is a good lesson. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, amen. amen. So, as Dr. Simpson said, we in lesson two.
1: Yes. Thank you for being here.
0: Have a powerful and a wonderful salvation.
1: They understand. Go right ahead. And hey, while we had sorry, we have a little interruption. I'm trying to get this ready. God bless you, uh, Mother Wilson. I want you to say praise the Lord to Mother Wilson. And I want you to say praise the Lord to Mother
0: Davis. Praise the Lord, Mother Wilson. Praise the Lord, Mother Davis.
1: And Mother Wilson is so faithful. And um, Mother Davis doesn't get to go on to service as much as she would like to. But um, God has blessed her, and she's with us today. So we're thankful. We love you. All right, Dr. Simpson, go right ahead, and and also Dr. Mills, God bless you. All right, sir. So, okay. Move this okay.
0: So the Good Shepherd, um, <clears throat> as I was looking at this lesson, Dr. Simpson, what really sets up this lesson for Jesus after this dialogue is things happen in chapter nine. Okay. of, of um, St. John and in chapter 9 of St. John um, Jesus healed a blind man and when he healed this blind man um, his neighbors
1: <laughs> had a problem with it
0: yes his neighbors the Jews um, they pretty much I'm paraphrasing I could read it but I'm going to paraphrase it when Jesus healed this blind man, and we know the story, he made, clay, put on his eyes and told him, to go and wash. Mm-hmm. And he went and he, and he washed and he received the sight. Right. So the people were saying that knew him, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the blind man and, and how do he see now? Right, right, right. So the people turned him over to the Pharisees and make a long story short. When I teach this lesson Sunday, I'll, I'll bring it out even more, but since we're hurting for time. Uh, so, when he went before the Pharisees, the Pharisees asked him, How did he become, how did he receive his sight? How did he become whole? What happened? And he said, You know, Jesus told me to go washed and I received my sight. Mm hmm. So they called his parents in and asked his parents, was he really born blind?
1: <laughs> you know, I. You can we just stop for a minute? Because this is all getting really out of hand. First of all, you got a person here that obviously has a deficiency in his body.
0: From his birth?
1: From his birth, which has caused him to live a life um, that wasn't going to allow him to enjoy many of the things that many people take for granted, right? So Jesus has mercy on him and he gets to see for the first time. You would think that this would be an occasion for true celebration and acknowledging the one that performed this miracle. But it just goes to show you the spirit. This is a religious spirit on some of these people. And we'll talk about that a little bit more.
0: So in verse 22 of, of chapter nine, his parents had feared uh, the Sanhedrin, court course, or the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you can call our son. You can ask him. Right. How did he receive the sight? Because they feared that they would get kicked out of the synagogue. Yeah. So. So, according to the law of Moses, whenever, uh, whenever God performed a miracle on you, you were supposed to go to the priest with a thanksgiving. Yourself, oh, an
1: offering. An
0: offering of thanksgiving. And show or a yourself peace to the offering. priest. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this young man wasn't allowed to do that because he believed on Jesus. And this is what it says in Matthew, in, in St. John. I'll read a few verses. In 35, it says, well, to, we'll, say, we'll say 34. Okay. They answered and said unto him, Thou was altogether born in sin does thou now teach us and they cast him out
1: okay so let me read that because I need to understand that whole that was the, that. was the um, the blind man that went in
0: he's, he's before the Pharisees so
1: he went in to do what they said that you were supposed to do according to the law of Moses that you're to go in and show the priest and when he went in to do it
0: he testified that Jesus healed him
1: and they put him out
0: because they said do you also believe on him
1: So for that reason alone, they didn't want to hear nothing. They didn't want to receive. There was a lot of hatred.
0: There was a lot of hatred. Well, well, verse 22 says this. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if any man does confess that Jesus was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So this is what sets up Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. He heals the blind man. His parents feared the Jews as well as the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And well, he doesn't want to, want to
1: make any extra trouble for themselves and, you know, keep matters from getting any worse. Let's just take our healing and our sight, and let's just not trouble them anymore. Let's not stir up any more
0: trouble. Okay, so verse 35 says, Jesus heard that they had cast him out.
1: Mm-hmm. So Jesus got word of it. Now you're in what chapter of St. John now? Just still in 10. 9. So Jesus I mean nine. Okay.
0: I'm setting up 10. Setting okay. up 10, 11. Okay. So they put him out, and Jesus found him. Mm-hmm. Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, who is, the, who is he, Lord, that I may believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast seen, both seen him, and it is he that talked with thee. Mm-hmm. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Some of, the, some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and they said unto him are ye also blind? So they put the blind man whom Jesus healed mm-hmm. they put him out of the synagogue. And this is what Jesus uh, uh, um, conversation arise in in the Sunday school lesson, where he said I am the good shepherd. So now because he's this is
1: referring to these leaders yes. not being Good leaders, yes. This is a good setup. So yes. this actually is perfect. Matter of fact, if you don't go back and read chapter number nine and you miss this point, then you miss an opportunity to show what Jesus had to come in and save the people from. They had to be the shepherd. Because the ones that were over them really didn't care about them like they should have. Yes. Their hearts weren't in the right place. They needed a shepherd. We're
0: well, we going to get to that. All right. we're going to go to some Old Testament writings.
1: Okay. You, well, let me know, and I'll read it, because so, I'll be able to get through it a little bit. So well, now
0: we're going, we're going to the Sunday lesson. Okay. So now we know the background and set a foundation for this lesson. We can go into this lesson. I think it would be easy for a lot of people to understand why Jesus um, have this conversation in chapter 10. Yeah, that's incredible. Yes, so, um, verse 7 of the lesson said, Then said Jesus unto them, Verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Mm-hmm. Verily mean this, truly. I tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, truly. Now, truly, really, absolutely, certainly, I'm telling you something. So, certainly, absolutely, absolutely, I'm saying to you, I... Am the door of the sheep. Seven. All right. So verse number eight. No. No. Okay.
0: But he that enter in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Okay. To him the porter open up, and the sheep hear his voice, and he call his own sheep by name. And leadeth them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he's, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. Why? For they know his voice.
1: And that makes a difference, you know. They, they And the reason why they know his voice
0: mm-hmm.
1: is because they've spent time with him. Yes. Because they've been in his presence. They, they, they've, they've heard him talk and they know the sound of his voice. They have a connection. Now, these are animals. These are, and we say we're superior in intellect, but these animals know, even Isaiah says it in chapter number one, even the ox knows his master's crib. And what is that saying? It's kind of like um, um, Philip. Um, is he, Philip, when he was out and he was traveling, was that Philip that got, that got saved? on his way back to Queen Candace and and he was reading the scripture. That was the Ethiopian eunuch. Okay, so um, it was as if while he was talking to, um, who was was witnessing to him? Was it Philip that was witnessing to him at that time? When he was talking to Philip and all that was going on, the animal just kept going because in a lot of cases, they knew exactly where they were going. They had made these trips and these journeys. And so Isaiah confirms that by saying even the ox knows his master's crib. He knows his way back. Now, he's saying that even sheep, sheep know their master's voice, and another they will not follow. They're loyal to them because of that connection and that commitment. You can go and look at um, Balaam, right? Balaam and Balaam's ass, and he was able to be communicated with, and save his master's life. And if any if you have pets, a dog, a cat, or whatever, and they know your voice, then there's a response. So why should why should it be so strange that we would say we know when God is dealing with us or speaking to us or interacting with us? Because that relationship is vital. So all right, so verse number 10. Hey. All right, we're going to go right back. I'm sorry, I skipped over to Number eight says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them.
0: Jeremiah says this. Jeremiah and um, Ezekiel, they talked about pastors or or shepherds of God's people who was not faithful. This, was, oh, yeah. yes, this is what it says in Ezekiel, Dr. Simpson. I'll read it because I wrote it. <laughs>
1: well, make sure you stop at points instead of reading okay. several points. So. Yes, I'm
0: okay. reading. So Ezekiel chapter thirty-four, verse two and three, just two verses.
1: Okay, Ezekiel thirty-four and two and three. For those of you that are taking notes,
0: this is what God said: "Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds, the leader of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord: What sorrows await you, shepherds who feed yourselves instead of your flock? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't shepherds feed their flock?" Mm-hmm. you know feed the sheep verse 3 you drink the milk wear the wool butcher the best animals but you let your flock starve you have not taken care of the, of the weak you have not tended the, the sick or bound up the injured
1: so so let's stop mm-hmm. alright so the first part of that that you're, you're bringing out is he said you drink the milk that comes from, <laughs> from... the sheep. Okay. And you wear the wool. So you, you've been fleecing, fleecing them. them. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've been milking them.
0: Been butchering the best yeah,
1: yeah, And then when you get tired of them, you chop them up and you have dinner, you cook them, you know. So there's really no relations. You can see that there's no connection and God's showing a part of responsibility, of connection on the leader. Shepherd, just the leader. The shepherd. This is the good shepherd. This is the lesson called the good shepherd. So if you want to know how to be a good leader, take these things into heart. This is what he's saying. So, okay, you're benefiting. You're getting the milk, the sheep, the, the sheep's wool, and you, then you, you know, you ha- you can have a dinner with them. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Uh, you do not take care of the weak.
1: You don't take care of the ones that are weak that need to be comforted, that need to be lifted, that need to be made whole, okay?
0: You have not tinned the sick,
1: Okay, so then there are some people that really, you know,
0: sick could benefit.
1: Yeah, they're infirmed. And they could benefit from, you know, the authority that I placed on you. Yeah,
0: you bound up the injured. You have not looked for those who have wandered away and are mm-hmm. lost.
1: You didn't even care. <laughs> you didn't even care that they have separated themselves from the flock. And you didn't even go after them. They've wandered off, and what else is that? They've wandered off,
0: and are lost,
1: and are lost, and and this is so. It's this is almost tear jerking because people are in trouble. They are in mortal danger. They are in eternal danger of losing their lives. But he's bringing this out, and I love that Ezekiel is uh, so clear. And and then there's another one in Jeremiah. You're probably going to go there. He said, "You
0: have you have ruled them with harsh." And cruel.
1: You've been mean. You've been rough. You've just been, you know, hard and 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 you what kind of an authoritarian and brutal and you know whether it's verbal abuse or just um, psychological abuse or neglect. You have been vicious to my
0: sheep. Yes, you have robbed them. And then for the thief, I wrote down in Jeremiah chapter twenty three two of them here. Mm-hmm. It says, Woe be unto the pastor that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, saith the Lord. Therefore, mm-hmm. thus saith mm-hmm. the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have not, oh, I'm sorry, ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Mm-mm. Behold, I will visit Upon you, the evil of all your doing, saying. Uh,
1: you know, it's almost identical to what Jeremiah is going to say. I think you went to Jeremiah twenty-three.
0: Yes, twenty-three verse one.
1: Okay, so do you see? And and so now you're reading. Is that new New Living Translation? Yes, New Living
0: Translation. Yes,
1: so 5. I kind of, uh, you know, me. I love King James, but King James still hits hard.
0: King James.
1: Okay, so in um, King James, in chapter twenty-three of of uh, Jeremiah. And the reason why we're dwelling on this is because...
0: We're looking at some Old Testament shepherds.
1: We're looking at Old Testament shepherds. And we're, we're in the New Testament um, times now, the new covenant. And we're in an age that the world is so wicked and the enemy is loose. So you can't just feel it's safe to be just anywhere. You have to look at what the lesson is saying about having a good shepherd, being a good shepherd... And making sure that the sheep are cared for, because at the end of the day, that's the whole reason you're there to care for his flock. That's well, you, what he told Peter.
0: Well, you wouldn't know what a bad shepherd was unless, unless you, you go on there and look at it and okay. see what the qualifications is for a bad shepherd.
1: Right, right. Or that it's or that God what God says about them, how God describes them. So then it's not on you; it's the words of the Lord. So in 23 of Jeremiah, chapter number 23, verses. One, I think it's one and two. Yes. Okay. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of the pasture, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my flock. You have scattered my flock and have driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit you. Upon you, the evil of your doings, saith the Lord. So, they were really desperate. Because yes. in Jeremiah, what is, what is the status as far as captivity? Um, as far as Babylonian captivity, where are they at this point?
0: Well, you got, at this point, you got one group of exiles has already went.
1: Okay, and Daniel's,
0: okay. There it were was, it was three groups. There
1: were three groups. There were three waves, and this was the first, first one. one. Yes, okay. So
0: Daniel's probably already gone. Was, okay. This group.
1: So there was a lot going on. There was a whole lot of chaos going on then, just like there's a lot of chaos going on in the world now. And the Lord is so concerned um, of, about these pastors and how you're not caring for my flock. You know, you're in it for you. And so it's important for us to know this. And we, uh, we have a new generation of pastors coming up. And it's not just, you know, you get to sit in a big chair. And it, neither is it just that, um, you know, everybody follows you and admires you. And that's a wonderful thing because you should love a good pastor and you should love a good shepherd and you should respect them. But he's, he's showing us very clearly here, there's a problem. And it needs to be addressed. So these lessons are necessary for those that are on board. Those are coming. Don't pick up any ugly ways, any ugly habits. Read the scriptures and find out what God says. He said, because you drove them away, I'm going to deal with you. I'm going to visit this upon you. All right. So that that really makes sense now when you go into the part when Jesus said, I'm telling you, I am the door of the sheep. That makes everything right. Did you have more in that one? No, my first night. Okay, so verse number nine of the lesson says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture.
0: Yes, and this is what it says in Psalms chapter uh, 108. I wrote a couple of verses down. It says, Open to me the gates of righteousness, Mm -hmm. and I will go in into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord, into which the righteous shall enter, will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and thou art become my salvation.
1: So those, they are praising God for being his so salvation. Open the door.
0: Okay. Unto salvation is what the flock does. Okay. We go in and out, find good pastors. In in, in chapter 9, this young man found healing, mm-hmm. and he received his sight. That's mm-hmm. good pasture. And when you find good pasture, you like, you praise God. And when you, you say worship. pastures,
1: um, when you're saying pastures, that's representation food. of your nourishment, yes. where you're being fed, Spiritual where you're being built up. And um, I love that significance because the Bible says, um, well, it, I think it was Job. He said that your word has been more to me than my necessary bread. And it is because we read last week, We read in one of the previous lessons that the bread of life is for eternity. But he said that natural bread, you know, you're going to get hungry again. But if you eat this bread, you'll never hunger. So this is why a good pasture is is necessary and there's so many there's so much work I don't know how, how much you want to go into that but there's so much work that goes into making sure that the pasture is good he has to make sure that it's free of snakes yeah, rodents rodents that could harm the sheep. Um, bubbling, you know, rushing waters and all that they could drown in. Um, Foxes, you know, are they lurking around? Does he have the proper um, protective items to, you know, um, slay them with like David did or other good shepherds would have to ward off those. They would have to go in and make sure everything was safe enough for the sheep to even go in and begin to graze because after they eat up all this grass, he's got to find another one. And that good shepherd's got to make sure everything is safe. So that puts a great responsibility back onto the shepherd because he's got to give an account for every one of those. If Even if a, a wild animal comes into um, the sheepfold and gets one of them and, you know, ravishes them, he has to at least come back and present the carcass and show where this is what happened to this one, and you know, you have to give an account for every single one. So it's just so important now, you know, that we when we think about leading and we think about shepherding, and there's going to be many, many, many uh, young people, uh, Gen Zs, alphas, um, millennials, that are going to have to step on
0: whatever they want to call themselves.
1: <laughs> they're calling, they're, they're giving them all these titles, and you have to look at this. This is all. Um, necessary when it comes to God.
0: This so, is this is what the most serious business oh you can have God. is shepherding God's people.
1: Because so it's, it's a
0: huge responsibility.
1: Because it's not just you know well we lost some money in the stock market. No souls have gone into eternity. That's why it's so critical. And so we can't talk too much about this. So. I will get emotional. This lesson is powerful. All right, so let's go on. Verse, 10. Verse number 10 The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that ye might have life and that ye might have it more abundantly.
0: Yes, and this is what Peter says about the New Testament.
1: <laughs> okay. Shepherds. Okay, so this is Peter this talking. This is Peter. Okay.
0: We get talked about the Old Testament in Isaiah, I'm sorry, in, in Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. This is what Peter said. Peter, Second uh, Peter chapter 2, a couple of verses. But there were also false prophets in Israel, just mm-hmm. as there will be false teachers among you. Yes. They will cleverly teach divisive heresy mm-hmm. and even deny the Lord who brought them. In this way, they will bring such destruction on themselves. Many will follow their evil teaching and mm-hmm. shame for immorality mm-hmm. because of these teachings. The way of the truth will be slandered.
1: Okay, so that's um, Peter, what chapter? Second Peter. So though for those of you that are taking notes, it's Second Peter.
0: Chapter 2.
1: That whole chapter number 2. Yeah, so that whole chapter 2.
0: False, false He said, in their greed, God, they cool. will make up clever lies to get hold of your money. But God condemned them long ago, mm-hmm. and their destruction will mm-hmm. not be delayed. And that's in the New Living Translation.
1: Okay, so I was reading Second Peter <laughs> you, <laughs> for another go, reason. Go
0: ahead and King James. Okay, like King James. And, and
1: it just kind of, you know, it kind of shakes you up when you see how serious. I'm going to kind of raise my chair up, because when I put the um, comments up, it kind of swallows me. All right, so I was reading Second Peter for another study. And chapter number two, uh uh-oh, chapter number two, let me just read that. God bless you, Mother Wilson. Chapter number two says, but there were false prophets also among the people. Now, if there's false prophets, then that's a fact coming from Peter that there are real, true prophets, right? And he's not talking Old Testament. He's talking about to this New Testament church. So he says, but there were some false prophets among, also among the people, <clears throat> even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them and bring themselves into swift destruction. So it's, it's um, you know, it's not going to be okay. And when he says swift destruction, it may not even be a delayed um, um, vengeance or it may not even be a delayed judgment and verse number two says and many shall follow their pernicious ways and so when it comes down to you know their sneaky their cunningness their crafty their their evil selfishness when they it says when they may follow after their own pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be even spoke, evil spoken of so they're going to talk about you know the whole church the true church because of what some false people are doing in the name of the church or in the name of the Lord and so you're not only hurting people you're not only bringing a bad um, um, reputation but you're against yourself but also against the entire church and like you said this is serious and so souls are going to either be lost or they're going to be saved. And it's going to be um, largely dependent upon those that are leading them. Read verse three. Okay. Oh, you want me to read three also? It says, and mm-hmm. and through covetousness shall they with feign words, that's lying words, manipulative words, make merchandise of you. Whose judgment now of a long time lingered not, and their damnation slumbered not. So it didn't linger. It didn't slumber. He just came in and dealt with it. And so it just this is all for the sake of saying that it is critical. It is of the utmost importance that we handle the word in righteousness and that we treat the people like they belong to God. We have to give an account... Their souls are depending on it. Yes, thank you, ma'ams. Their souls are depending on And God is depending on you. So it's a very sober life. It's a very sober thing. We, we don't even have room to hurt one another because if we're hurting one another, we're doing the same things as these false shepherds. We can't even bring hurtfulness among ourselves. We shouldn't. That's We shouldn't because that's going to bring judgment. All right, so... All right, let me put this, because she's putting our scriptures up for us. All right, so verse number 11. Oh, I'm still in 2 Peter. So 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the
0: sheep. Yes, it means it alludes to his death with purpose. This Mm -hmm. is what it says in Hebrews chapter 11. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, 21.
1: Hebrews 13.
0: 2021.
1: 13 chapter. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 2021.
0: 20, okay. Now may the God of peace who brought you from the from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd mm-hmm. of the sheep. Mm-hmm. And check this out. And ratify an eternal covenant with his blood. This Holy. good shepherd said he's given his life to ratify a covenant in his blood. And ratification means to sign his signature in his covenant. Right. May he equip you with all you need for doing his will. Yeah. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. You know it's what Jesus did, Dr. Simpson. When he said, I'm giving my life.
1: When I was well when, I was, well, when I was working for companies that had unions, yes. Um, after they went in and the union stewards or the union representation stood up with the company and said, this contract is coming to an end, mm-hmm. it's time to put together a new contract that we can all agree upon, one that's going to be equitable and fair, both for us as well as for the employees, so they would put together a contract, and then after the contract uh, would be brought back to the people, and the people would have to agree on it. That was the way that went. They voted on it. But then at the end of it, they, if they agreed to it, they voted on it. And if they voted, if the majority voted for it, then it was like, okay, we got the majority. It is ratified.
0: So the union representation, they all signed it.
1: They signed it. To so ratify it to ratify it now he said the ratification he wasn't dependent on anybody else's votes right <laughs> he wasn't leaving it up to us to say we we don't want to do it this way and we want it to come this way we want he he ratified it with his own blood he signed this, off
0: on it yeah because this was a good covenant of eternal life that god would give to the sheep much better and jesus came and he ratified this covenant that's why he said, I'm the good shepherd. I'm giving my life for the sheep. So it's the purpose of him giving his life. Yeah. It's to ratify this covenant of eternal life. Yes. In yes. his own blood between the heavenly father and the sheep and Jesus being our mediator. Hallelujah. He's the, he's the great shepherd. Hebrews said, Dr. Simpson, the great shepherd of the sheep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, he's the good shepherd. Hebrews say, he's the great shepherd
1: that great shepherd of the sheep. He's all of that. And some. Yes. And we'll never know completely how much he really is because there's so much to reveal that throughout eternity he's still going to be revealing more and more of how good he really is. He's just awesome. He's phenomenal. So now I do want to make note that at the beginning of, I think it's uh, chapter 13, at the beginning of of that chapter... It says, obey those that have the rule over you, um, for they watch for your soul. Those are good shepherds. Those that are watching for your soul. And so, yeah, but, you know, Paul also says, well, follow me as I follow Christ. So I can't just, you know, Jim Jones or whoever else, you know, that is out there saying and directing me. I've got to be like the, um, uh, what was it, the Bereans? that were so so noble that after it was taught to them, they went and looked it up to see what the scripture was saying. That's why I said we need the word. We need to know the truth. The Bible says you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So those that are teaching and preaching the truth and doing it in love and kindness, I think one scripture says to do it um, with equity, taking the the oversight, and um, uh, he tells them not to, to do it in a harsh way. Or forceful way but to be kind because these are his precious sheep he loved them he signed off on that contract with his blood he allowed himself to be smitten and afflicted for them now you're going to come up and walk on them so that's why he had to come and tell them I am the good shepherd and I'm going to show you. And that's why I like what you did going back into the Old Testament to show. And then even what Peter said to show what good shepherd, what a good shepherd looks like according to the scriptures. So thank God for that. So now moving into verse number 12. Yes. But he that is an hireling, which is a hired person.
0: Right. He's a servant.
1: Us, uh, he said he that is a or what?
0: A servant with pay.
1: Okay, a servant with pay, so he may be you know,
0: doing
1: it for the yeah, for the money. and and not for, and he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, so you you're, if you're a hireling you know, regardless of your title if you're there for that thing alone and now you're going to beat the people and talk about them and mistreat them and let them go off and be sick and don't look in on them and you know, eat their you know, eat and drink and you know enjoy then you're not a shepherd he said you're a hireling and not a shepherd whose own um whose own the sheep are not seeing the wolf coming and leaving the sheep and fleeing and the wolf cometh and catch them and scatter the sheep verse 13. okay okay there's a lot in that verse but the uh, hireling fleeth but he is a hireling.
0: Because he is a hireling.
1: Because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep.
0: Yeah, so a hireling is just, as you say, Dr. Simpson, he's a servant for pay. He will flee in time of personal danger because he is working for money.
1: This is serious. And
0: is neither serious. own or love the sheep.
1: Mm-hmm. So you, you, I, it, it, it's not, it couldn't be clearer. You mm-hmm. have to do this with the right purpose. You have to do this correctly you have to put those sheep first do not ever let yourself because a little leaven leavens the whole lump if you can find it okay to neglect a little bit then you'll neglect a little bit more if you can find it easy to be harsh a little bit then it will increase to more harshness if you will find it you know easy to look upon you know what they're able to offer you versus what you're able to feed them so they can make it in heaven That's going to increase. God said, that's a hireling. Yes. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Verse number 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of
0: mine. Yes. This is what what the scripture said. I didn't write it down, but I have to look it up. It says that, God writes our name in the palm of his hand. <laughs> you can't get no more personal than that. Mm-hmm. He knows me. Yes, yes. I mean, he He takes the blood of Christ,
1: mm-hmm. the blood that
0: ratified the contract okay. or the covenant,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he writes our name mm-hmm. in his book.
1: Hallelujah, Jesus.
0: It's known as the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm-hmm. And we know this, and he knows us. We should be obedient sheep, if you will, Right. that when he calls me, I know that's my master. I, I know that's my shepherd.
1: Because I have a connection with him.
0: Yes, I have the Holy Ghost.
1: I, I have the Holy mm-hmm. Ghost and the Holy Ghost speaks through to me and he comforts me and he gives me an unction and he gives me direction. So all of this, if you want to make people and say they're being super spiritual just because they have a good connection with God, then, you know, what's the motive behind that? What well, could be the possible reason that you would put somebody in a bad light? We're supposed to know his voice. Yes. He said, my people, they, you know, my sheep, uh, know, um, I know my sheep and am known of mine. Those that are mine, they know me. So we're seeking relationship and closeness and, and the comfort of him. Sometimes you're just going to have to just sit back with your hands up and say, Lord, I'm going to lift my hands until all these calamities mm-hmm. just pass over, but I trust you. I know I'm in good hands. I am the hands of someone that loves me with his blood, with his life, and with all that he had to give. And you got to
0: remember, Dr. Simpson, um, Psalms chapter 23. You know, yeah. you know what it says. Oh, we went through that one. We went through yes. the
1: at the, at the um, center.
0: The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now remember, this is what the sheep is saying about the good shepherd mm-hmm. this is not what the shepherd is saying about the sheep
1: it's, this is what the
0: sheep are saying, saying about, about the their shepherd, shepherd not the hireling the shepherd their shepherd the shepherd of their soul the
1: lord is my shepherd
0: I shall not want
1: and here I like this this is, it takes you to the um, the care that he has he makes me to lie down in green pasture
0: yes he leads me beside the Quiet. Still, quiet ooh. he restores my soul he leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. This is what the sheep was saying to the shepherd. Hallelujah. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will, I will fear, fear no, no evil, evil, for thou art with me.
1: Thy, thy rod
0: and thy staff, they comfort me.
1: But you know, I like the part about he restoreth my soul. Yes. I used to always think that that meant, oh, the backslider is going to be restored. But sometimes there is a need for restoration. So a vehicle may not be totally broke down. Let's use that as an example. But the, you know, alternator may be going bad. The tires are, you know, wearing down and the brakes are going out. And and so, you know, in a minute, you're gonna have a heap on your hands. But um, then the person that takes good care of that vehicle is gonna take it in and make sure that those brakes are, Mims, you did not have to put that word up. You are messing me up. Um, she put up refreshing. Um, it, it, they're going to take it, and they're going to get all those things restored. So sometimes on the journey, in the process, you told me this when before we got married. You said sometimes um, a soldier can get wounded on the battlefield. And sometimes things happen to us that can take a lot out of us. It took all my prayer, all my patience, all my... <laughs> You know, my fasting, it took all of those scriptures that have been taught and preached to me over the years to keep me, so now, you know, I made it through. But here he comes, and he restores. He refreshes me. It's like a person that's run a race for so long. And finally, they get a chance to sit down, take a breath, you know, and someone fans them to cool them down, gives them some water so that they can just kind of replenish themselves. He restores my soul. This is a good shepherd. He's not letting me wander off and die. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I got to calm down. All right, I got to put that word up there. That's good. All right, so that was verse number
0: 15.
1: That was verse number 14. All right, so verse number 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. So This
0: is what I wrote down a note. It says this. Okay. The Father and the Son share a uh, profound intimacy, which Jesus shared with his sheep through the Holy Spirit.
1: Okay. A profound intimacy. Yes. Co- connection, closeness.
0: Because we have the Holy Spirit that dwelleth on Dwellen the inside in of us. us yeah. So this is what it says in 2 Timothy 2 and 19, but God truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription. Okay. The Lord, Lord knows those that, that are his, and let all everyone who belong that the name to him of the
1: name of must from turn
0: from evil. I was reading okay, a Okay, you brought right. and I was quoting King James. King James. I was just reading it, yeah. See? Now so, where is
1: that one found at? That's, that's in.
0: That's in 2 Timothy.
1: 2 Timothy is chapter 2, chapter
0: two and 19. The whole Bible is something else. Yes. 2
1: Timothy 2. And 19.
0: Yes, and I wrote, that's for the sheep. We, we, we got to know who we belong to. I know. And we got to depart from it.
1: And you know something, I was talking with um, or conferring with someone that's very, very powerful in the Lord, And they were saying that in order to do certain things, you have to know. You have to know without assurance. You have to be so persuaded in your mind that you will not be shaken when you are, because you're gonna go through things. I mean, there's demonic activity, there's the works of the devil, all kinds of things are going on. You'll have to be reminded, you'll have to be reminded of the fact that I belong to him, I belong to him. And not only that, but I'm living a life that is consecrated. I'm living a life that, so if I call on God, you know, he's gonna answer, he's gonna bless, and he's gonna he's gonna see about you know me being but I can't play with it right I can't fool around and you know dabble in a little bit of lies and dabble in a little bit of meanness dabble and then come back and then when I need the anointing of God you know we haven't been close. So
0: he said I don't know you.
1: I, see there's gonna be a day when he's gonna say. You know, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. But oh, we, we we cast out devils. We taught, we preached, we we did all kinds of things in your name. Depart! I never knew you. All right. She wants us to look at Nahum one and seven. I think it's one of the scriptures you quoted. But you go ahead with with the next verse, and I'll go ahead to Nahum.
0: Okay. Um, verse sixteen. Okay.
1: You got Nahum? Uh, no, I don't have it yet. Um, 16 and other sheep I have oh I like this other sheep I have which are not of this fold them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd
0: yes this is a prophecy in Isaiah chapter 42 6 it said I the Lord have called you to demonstrate my righteousness Okay, I will take you by the hand and guard you and I will give you to my people Israel, as a symbol of my covenant with them, and you will be a light to guide the Gentile nations. Mm-hmm. The Gentile nation, mm-hmm. sheep of the other fold that He got to bring in, and He's going to bring them in in righteousness. Isaiah 56 says, and He says this For the sovereign Lord who brings back the outcasts of Israel, say, I will bring others too, beside my people, Israel. Amen. Amen. So this salvation is going out to all the world.
1: Well, not only that, but he said that, uh, yep, and all to all the world. And the proof is he's going to have people there from every nation, kindred, and tongue. They're going to be there when we get into glory. It's, he's not going to miss a continent. And you would think that some places like North Korea, well, you know, what can we do? We can't even go in there and take the gospel. But He's gonna. He's not gonna miss a continent. And then some of those places have multiple languages. There's. No, he's not gonna miss a dialect. He said there is not. There is no language where their voice is not heard. And when he doesn't mean that. Oh, you know, I'm hearing them. That means I'm hearing them in my heart. I'm hearing them in my spirit. Um, verse number um, seven out of Nahum says. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him.
0: Yes, he knows people.
1: Oh, my God. He it's knows. so good. You know, scripture says, or the song. <laughs> That's not a scripture. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know what's in the Lord. So, yeah, it's just a phenomenal thing. To have a savior that you know is going to hear and it's going to be there to be kind to you care about all of your needs that's a true shepherd that's what we need now if you look at the side of the sheep sheep are helpless creatures some people say they're just dumb you know but we say they know my voice
0: well, they're not they're not dumb they have a lot of
1: needy well they, don't have,
0: yeah, they don't have no defense mechanism they're okay. very meek animals Oh, their, their sight is not good. Okay. Uh, but their hearing is excellent. Mm. You know, they're feeble animals. They they, they don't have no defense. Yes. They can't defend themselves. So they mm-hmm. need a shepherd. Uh, but they, they're they smart.
1: So you got to think about that. You see, those are factors that um, you don't always know that they have. You heard somebody else say they're dumb, so, you know, you say they're dumb. But he mm-hmm. said they know my voice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm known of them and they know me. That's that's something right there. Because... Yes. When Jesus was talking to the um, uh, scribe, which to the scribes and Pharisees last week, and they said, well, who is your father? And they said, you don't, and Jesus said, you don't know him, and you don't know me. He said, but I know who I am. Yes. So, you know, what does that tell you? They, the sheep know me. Mine know me. So it's, there's a lot to consider before, and, and like you said, I didn't know that they had poor eyesight. So they're very needy and dependent, you know, the Bible talks about not being able to see afar off and the watchman on the wall is able to see things. So care for my sheep, you know, with the gifts and the abilities that I've given you. There is a lot in this lesson. We could never finish this in one day. 17. All right, so verse number 17 says, Therefore doeth the Lord love me, because I laid down my life, that I might take it again.
0: Verse
1: 18. And 18, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. To command, to um, this commandment have I received of my father. Yes. To lay his life down and to take it up again.
0: So I wrote four things that, okay. that he would do. Jesus' death was voluntary. He voluntarily surrendered himself. Yeah. Jesus' decision to die was freely that's given. That's a good shepherd. Yes. Okay. For, for, for the sheep.
1: He didn't go, in other words, he didn't go um, uh, in protest. I don't, I, why should I have to do all this? I'm tired of these sheep. They're, re- they're wretched. He didn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one.
0: Jesus' decision to die was freely given Willful. in obedience with his father.
1: Okay. And obedience. Yes,
0: with for, his father. Okay. Number three. Jesus' resurrection was not an afterthought in which God rescued his son.
1: Yeah, this wasn't just another idea, oh, let's see how we're going to do this. No, this was a plan. plan. A meticulous plan. Yes.
0: And Jesus possessed the authority to raise from the dead. And that's what he says. Yes, for our justification.
1: Now, none of us have the power to raise ourselves from the dead. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: But Jesus was given that authority, and He rose to justify us.
1: Mm. Yeah, He died for our sins. He rose for our justification.
0: So when we so when we went into God's court, He was there representing us, and He justified us with His blood.
1: He was he ratified,
0: ratified <laughs> we were guilty. Ratified this
1: We were guilty, and we were worthy of death. We were worthy of every penalty, because the wages of sin is death, and all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But He died for our sins, rose for our justification. took Blood ratified the contract. These are my sheep. Now, Peter, do you love me? How do you know if somebody, if a a shepherd, really loves God?
0: He gave his life for the sheep.
1: That's what he said. He said, Peter, do you love me? Yeah, Lord, I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. So do you know if it's a true shepherd? Do they really love God? If so, they will feed the sheep. Substantive food. Good lesson. Elder Simpson, thank you for putting that together so beautifully. And thank you, everybody. I want to thank Mother Wilson, who is one of my mentors. I I look at her as a a great woman of God. She's one of the mothers in the church. And Mother Davis, we love her, too. And she she had to, you know, kind of let me know. We were so engaged in, in trying to do things around here and studying until... Forgot about the lesson, got that phone ring. So, I love you all, and I thank God for Evangelist Mims, who is just on it with the scriptures and everything that you do. But I want to thank God for my husband, who does all this teaching. He does all the study, and he is the one. So, I just get down here, and he starts talking, and I'm going, Oh my gosh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, He really works hard. He labors, and he's already studying next week's lesson. So anyway, keep us in your prayers. We love you. Um, We will be back on next Wednesday if the Lord says the same. Uh, So keep us in your prayers. Uh, Wednesday at uh, 5 p.m. sharp is the ideal time. 5 p.m. And uh, that's Eastern time. And then, of course, I'll be back on Monday if the Lord gives me that opportunity with um, the book of Revelation. We're jumping into chapter number 18. This is the second part of chapter 18. All right, so with that, I am going to say God bless you. And Elder, you want to pray out?
0: Yes. Unto him that loved us and mm-hmm. washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto God, and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we love you all. Love you too, ma'am. Love you all, everybody. God bless. In Jesus' name. And amen.